We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Brady's got it. Wants to throw from deep in the pocket. Throws deep downfield. He wants to set. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, twenty-five. Picks up. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 23 of the Pride Podcast. Today is the episode you guys have been all waiting for. After four months, today is the day we are covering the NFL Draft, recapping all the Detroit Lions picks, all the scenarios we've been getting through your mind. I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I'm Pierre from Detroit Lions Fan Page. I am Malcolm. I'm from the Detroit Lions video page. And before we get into episode 23, we're talking about football. I just want to give a big shout out to my man, Casey Mize, from the ABC Volton, a no-hitter today from the Tigers. Whoa. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I didn't but, even know that. Yeah, no hitter tonight. All right, number one, number one prospect. All right, but let's get into back to the draft. With the number eight overall pick, the Detroit Lions select T.J. Hawkinson. Pierre, what do you think of T.J. Hawkinson? You guys know, like, before we start this, you guys know I've been on this like bandwagon of T.J. Like, I've liked him for a minute. Even when they signed Jesse James, I backed off a little, but like yeah, deep you down, off a little bit. But deep down, like, not going to lie, deep down, like, I still liked him. I just didn't want to say it. All right, anyways, um, Hawk, he's 6'5", 251, 471 speed, which is good for a linebacker. He has a 37.5 vertical. That's really good for his size. Um, I want to say his career stats. At Iowa, he has 73 receptions for 1,080 yards, 14.8 average, and 9 TDs. Now... What are you getting in Hawkinson? You are getting probably one of the best tight ends to come out in the draft since Vernon Davis. He's a ferocious whoa. blocker. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, whoa. <laughs> that's yeah, bold. I think he's a once-in-a-generation type of tight end. You are, bro. Like, who's come out that's been, like, sick? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, as polished as him. <laughs> All right, so he's a ferocious blocker. He's a great r- route runner. He creates separation with ease. Um, 
I have I compared him. I know like people go crazy. I have I've compared him to Kelsey and Jason Witten, and uh, I give this an A plus. What do you guys think? Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Draft day, you know, me and Peter were at the Buffalo Wild Wings. We're watching. You know, I'm chanting Ed Oliver. I'm chanting Ed Oliver. Devin Bush. Ed Oliver. Devin Bush. Whatever. And then, you know, I, I look at the TV uh, with the eighth pick overall, the Detroit Lions, like TJ Hawkinson. And, you know, initial reaction, I'm like, what the fuck did they do? Who the fuck is this? You know, I'm not disappointed, but I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm just not thrilled with this pick. I'm like, there's a, you know, a very good player in Ed Oliver and Devin Bush up there. But, you know, a few days thinking this, I'm like, this is a really good move for the Detroit Lions. I mean, you're getting a 6'5 target, a very reliable target for Matthew Stafford. And, you know, what has been the problem on the Lions, you know, last year? It was not the defense, honestly. The defense sparked at, towards the end of the season. And, you know, they made a lot of free agent moves to, to uh, upgrade that defense. And I, I know they went and signed Jesse James. But with this offense, I believe with Daryl Bevel, you need two good tight ends for this offense to work. And um, adding a, a generational talent, like Pierre said, in uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, it's a great security blanket for Stafford. It, it just fits the culture with the Lions are look, looking what they want to do. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, Ed Oliver being on the board, Devin Bush being on the board, two guys I really did like. Um, it, it, it did hurt a little bit, but this is a really good move for the Lions. And the reason why I'm not, I guess, as – pissed off with missing up on Ed Oliver is because I think we have a kind of similar player to Ed Oliver. And hear me out, I don't think this guy is as good as Ed Oliver, but I think Deshaun Hand, you know, kind of plays the similar role of what we wanted Ed Oliver to be in our defense if we were to draft him at pick eight. So uh, I'm not too disappointed with, you know, skipping out on Ed Oliver just because we have Deshaun Hand. And then with Devin Bush, uh, he, I, I do really like Devin Bush. And and I said after White and Bush, this linebacker class is a huge downgrade after those two. Right. And you know, th- that one did hurt a little bit passing on. But honestly, if you get past TJ Hawkinson, you're not going to be getting a good it- – it's a, do- a drop-off from TJ Hawkinson, the tight end class, honestly. You can make the argument with Noah Fan. I think after Noah Fan, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end class is a big drop-off as well. I agree. So, you know, getting a big safety blanket for Matthew Stafford, I like it. You know, initial reaction wasn't thrilled with the pick, but you know, as the time goes on, I think this is a really good pick. I'm going to give it an A minus. I want to add one more thing, Tyler. Um, with Babel, the Lions want to play a lot of 12 personnel, and that's basically having two tight ends um, who could catch and block. Yeah. And Hawk and James can do that. And uh, yeah, so 12 personnel, I want to go real quick. It's like two tight ends, two wide receivers, and a running back. So if those of you don't know what it is, Malcolm, go ahead. Okay, so with the TJ Hawkinson pick, I'm going to, first of all, before I even get into this, TJ, I just want, if you are listening, TJ, I want to apologize for everything that you probably heard me say. <laughs> Have you seen any posts? Uh, my, my first reaction posts, I'm going to explain everything and why everything went down the way it did. Okay, so before we got, before we were able to pick TJ Hawkinson, I was screaming for Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't everybody. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, my heart was pounding. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, like this is it. We're gonna get Josh Allen. This is this is it. Like my heart is pounding. Like my, my hand is shaking. 
like my like my knees is like twitching, like it's going everything's going crazy. And then no damn Jacksonville Jaguars stolen from us. No, no. God, why? <laughs> from that moment, I was already pissed off. I don't care who we would have drafted at that point. I was gonna be mad regardless because I just felt like Jacksonville stole I say this, they stole Josh yeah, Allen. Stole, stole. Um so I was already mad. I was pissed off. So when we drafted TJ, I was just even more mad. Like, oh, now we got TJ. Damn it. Like, we could have had Josh Allen. What I'm, I'm going to say about TJ is that he is a, is a really good pick. I guess from, I mean, look at what Patricia wants, what Bevel wants. You know, running that two tight end set. It's like drafting two positions at, at pick eight because you, you're pretty much drafting an offensive lineman that's going to – that's going to improve the run game and also a tight end that's going to be able to be that security blanket for Stafford. So in the long run, it's going to be, it's a definitely good pick. I like it. My only, my only thing is I already know that the tight end position is not the easiest position to to transition from college to the NFL. I agree. I think he's going to be a very special player. Is it going to happen right away? We will see, but I just hope, Everybody realized that, you know, it is a transition playing tight end from college to NFL. You might not see the production right away, but this kid is going to be a pro bowler. I give this an A-. minus. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it, too. And with the 43 overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jelani to vibe. Malcolm. Okay. Let's, oh, let's no, start it off did. with you. I know you Wait have some interesting words to no, say about Jelani. Um, Let's let's kick it off to you. I want to hear you. I want to hear your opinion on this. Okay, I mean, you never want to go into round one or round two, and then when they when the team select a, that person, you know, you're looking like who, who the fuck is that guy? You don't want to have that feeling in round one and round two. Maybe round you know four, five, six, seven. You know, you're like, oh, okay, maybe some D one players. Who knows? You don't want to have that feeling round two. Yeah, um, no. So my initial reaction was like, They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this kid? He's great size. You know, he's, he's somebody, you know, he's 6'2", 250. Somebody that, like a linebacker that Patricia's looking for. So I get it. I get why they picked him up. And this wouldn't be a bad pick, in my opinion, if this was like a round four five maybe six and i understand there's some people that, that wanted him the the thing is when i when i saw when i when i heard that that that, that patricia thought that the patriots the eagles may want him there the thing is there's no proof that they're going to get him in round two what they go by that they go by the number of visits and they project what where their needs so there was no proof that that the Patriots were going to go after him in round two or round three. Neither did the Eagles. Wait, there wasn't, but there was. There was no proof. Um, those are, those are those are those are those are rumors. Those okay, are rumors. okay, hold up though, hold up. Um, Greg Battered from Boston Globe covers the Patriots. Okay, he said he has to scout for a rival team. What do you think the Patriots will do? And he said the Patriots would either take Joe Juan Williams, the big cornerback who could play safety as well, or dot dot dot. Linebacker Jelani Tavai. What was the key word in that? 
What do you think the Patriots would do? Everything is what do you think? It's a projection. Is okay. You doing your but, notes on? And this was this was uh, released uh, April twenty fifth, and the day two was on April twenty sixth. So you have to take that into account. And also, Daniel Jeremiah said the same thing. He said the Patriots were interested in the kid. And Jeff Risen from Lions Warriors said the Eagles were interested. So Is there a guarantee they're going to pick him in round two? Malcolm, there's no guarantee. But is there a guarantee he'll be there in round three or round four? No. No, there's not. But They they obviously had a high grade on this kid. They they did. But this is what I'm looking at. This is is the, 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 the negatives of everything that's going on right now. He's coming off a shoulder injury. That's he ran a four, eight, six. I was now, wait, wait. Let me say why though. You just said he was coming off a sho- shoulder injury, right? Yeah. So when when you have that, you can't train for the combine. A lot of these guys, they train for that forty time. They train months for it. So why did he run, dude? Like he wants to run. He's a tough kid. But that that that's all that's gonna do. He is, played eight games back. through shoulder injury. He's a tough kid, bro. When when I see him on tape, he doesn't look that much faster than a four eight. He looks. Like a four. Okay, he doesn't look fast on tape, but like what I have in my notes, I have he'll play the high tower role for our defense. Um, he uh, he's quick and explosive. That's, that's right. That, and he that, averaged, that's all, that's he awesome. Averaged, he averaged ten tackles a game. He did, but he playing he's playing D one college, bro. Yeah, bro, but he played at Hawaii. Now, now, look, look, Hawaii. Like the coach is there. Like I don't even know what the hell the coach name is, but we know what Patricia can do with linebackers. Come on. Yeah, this is the thing. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player. And I'm definitely rooting for him because if he fails, we fail. We right. picked this guy round two. Right, but right. when I'm looking at pick 43 and all Jeez, the names, <laughs> I'm looking at all the people who were maybe round one grades, high end round two grades. And I'm going to just go through a list go for it. of names of people that. They're going to be question mark. If these guys have good careers, they're going to be question marks. If he, if 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 Tavai has an average career, and these guys who I name afterwards have a really good career, it's going to be a problem in Detroit if he's still on the roster. Look, I don't think Tavai will have. I mean, we we just don't know. To be honest, like those guys, definitely. But I'm just I'm just read some names. All right, go for it. We have Greedy Williams. You can't tackle. We have AJ Brown. We have Miles Sanders, Lonnie Johnson. We don't need Miles. Nicole Hartman, Paris Campbell, and Isabella. Daryl Henderson and Chase Winifred. These are all guys we passed on. These are all guys we passed on. And, and and to be honest, a lot of these guys can have really, really, really good careers. A lot. All right. And some um, of the guys we passed on. You know, I, I just want to give my input on the Jelani Tavai move. You know, initial reaction, like Malcolm said, we, we were on the same boat with the initial reaction. We were frustrated. But, uh, see, I, I see the move. I understand why they did it. I, I, get, I See, I get it if you like a guy. But as Malcolm mentioned, a lot of talent, a lot of, like, more proven talent with more stiff competition – uh, was there and um you know i don't like to just i guess rate a guy from you know his competition but i'm gonna do it because i mean i think it's a fair argument just because if a guy played at michigan compared to hawaii i mean you're gonna play you know play big 10 teams play you're gonna play ohio state michigan state good you know good football teams you know when you're in hawaii you're not playing the greatest competition right um 
And I think that's an argument, honestly. And but do I think Jelani Tavai will not succeed here? I'm not saying that. No, I, 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 of course I, not. I, I get I the move. It, yeah, oh, yeah. See, I get the move is, but um, you know, if I just had to purely grade it just from the talent that I saw on the board with Tavive, you know, it it just I, I got to give it a D personally. Honestly, I'm just not a big fan of this move honestly i mean do i think like i said i I could see him succeeding in this defense i don't think he won't succeed i just said i think there's better talent out there and i and i think the guys that we did pass up on we could uh regret honestly yeah the thing is i I named 13 guys who i personally think will have really good careers in the nfl even though they did go kind of late and I, i i just and i'm not knocking you know to i i think you know patricia's gonna do wonders with him and the thing that scares me too, every person that I talk to that watch Hawaii games, I had some people that wrote me is like, yeah, I, I watch Hawaii games. This guy's a difference maker. And I'm like, cool. And they ended with, if he can stay healthy. Yeah. That scared yeah. the hell out of me. But okay, um, well, when you guys say he stays healthy, he had a sh- shoulder injury. I know he has shoulder shoulder surgery, so that's that's a good thing that he has shoulder surgery. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, so- you, you don't want it to keep reoccurring. So that that's that's good, but when he's when not I, injury prone, that was his only injury from what I've heard. I, I don't think like he dealt with anything else. Yeah, yeah, but all right, but Pierre, you got to factor in. I mean, this is an early uh, round two pick in Jelani Tavai with some red flags there uh, compared to the other you know guys that were out there. There was not as many red flags to me as like in Winovich and uh, Winovich is just an example I'm using right now. But there's some other guys I did like there. But Winovich is one of the, I'm going to use him <laughs> with the example. But not as many red flags to me as Jelani Tavai had. I mean, I know Tavai had the incident at the the club, and I'm not going to get into that because I don't think that was a big deal. But uh, you know, the shoulder injury, not the fast forty time. There's some flags there, and I think with pick forty three. You got to get a little more safer pick there. And, you know, I, I praise risk for Bob Quinn, you know, to take more risk. This is not the risk I was looking for. Though. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, is this the risk you're talking about? Man? <laughs> no, All right. this, is not, this is not the risk. I, I want to say about. something interesting. So with the Patriots, they like to have that big linebacker. And Matt Patricia, I know we keep saying the Patriots, but Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, that's all they know. They come from there. They copy that defense. Like everything they do here is similar to what the Patriots do. So uh, Dante Hightower is 6'2", 265, right? Mm-hmm. Brandon Spikes was the Mike linebacker, I believe, five, six years ago, Malcolm, something like that. Yeah. He, he's 6'3", 249. So what the Lions want in their Mike linebacker is a big Mike linebacker. And Bob Quinn said that rarely happens. You get these guys that come out maybe once or twice a year, or maybe once every two years. So they, they had him really high on their board. And then... Yeah. Tavai, he's 6'2", 250. So, yeah, I mean, I don't love the pick, but I don't hate it. Like, I understand what they're trying to do. Um, I give it a C+. Okay. All right, so in his career, he had uh, 340 tackles, 41 tackles for a loss, 16 and a half sacks, two interceptions, and three forced fumbles. So, I yeah, mean, he, he's, he's versatile. He can, play, he can play Jack, he can play Mike, he can play Sam. He can play all four linebacker spots. Yeah. And, and his coverage is not as bad as people think. I watch his coverage. His coverage is decent. He needs to work on it. Obviously, he'll struggle a little in coverage because of his speed. But in the run game, especially when Aishon and, um, and Snacks are in front of you and Flowers, I think you'll succeed in the run game. So, Malcolm, I noticed you didn't give a grade. So, what's your grade on this? Um, I'm giving it a D plus 
Um, I actually upgraded my grade <laughs> prior. Um, the only reason why, <laughs> yeah, it was a D minus at first. I give I give it a D plus, and the okay. reason why, I'm still giving it a D because of all the talent that we passed up, that I think would be difference makers immediately to the team. Like, like all those guys, like the the Andy Isabella, the the, the, the Chase Winovich, the even DK Metcalf. I mean, I think DK Metcalf is gonna have a hell of a career with Seattle, but and he could he could have a hell of a career with us, you know, with that vertical offense. Um, then round two, I think that's pretty good value for DK. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go D plus. I just want right. to make it clear. I just want to make it clear one more time though that me and Malcolm are not. You know, don't think this guy's gonna be a good player. We're no, just, definitely. We're just going from what the talent we passed up on is why we gave this grade basically. Yeah, we, we didn't know who he was, and also yeah. was tons of talent available on the board. And Tavai, um, just want to let you know, man, ball out, prove yeah. everybody wrong. Eat, eat our yeah, words. Let us eat yeah, our words. Make everybody eat their words. You know, show everybody that you're. You, this is why they picked you out round two. So yeah, I just want to make that clear. Uh, so with the 81st overall pick, the Detroit Lions actually traded up for this pick with the Minnesota Vikings. They traded up seven picks to get Will Harris. The Lions actually traded up for this pick. Pierre, what do you think of Will Harris? Uh, I want to say his stats first. So his his career stats: he had 225 tackles. Seven and a half tackles for a loss, one sack, and five picks. Um, he's 6'1", 207-441 speed, three snap vertical. So if you look at this, first off, we're adding size and speed to our secondary. I love that. We didn't really have that last year. Quandre Diggs, he's one of those smaller guys, you know. Glover Quinn, he's kind of like a small guy. So I'm happy they're like Tracy Walker is a big safety. This dude's a big safety. So I'm liking this. Um, I think he'll be our number three safety, like probably Tavon might play a serious or might star or Andrew Adams. But I think Will Harris is the team's uh, future number three safety behind Walker and Diggs. And uh, he's good in coverage. Sometimes he gets too aggressive, though, and misses tackles, kind of like what we saw with Jared Davis. I think that's fixable. You know, Matt Patricia has worked wonders with safeties. I'm not really concerned about that. And if he struggles at safety, if he does struggle at safety, you can move into cornerback because he could cover. He's a good He's a good cover safety. So, like, if he struggles, I could see him be with yeah. So That's I gave exactly it exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> I gave it a B plus. So, and that's exactly how my grade was a B. I just said, uh, yeah. Sometimes he gets a little too excited, misses the tackle, like Pierre said. I think worst case scenario, yeah, you move him at the cornerback uh, position. But you know, this is a Paul Pasqualoni connection as well, so you got to factor that as yeah, well. Right. I have so. I really do. You know, Pierre really basically took the horse away from my mouth. Uh, I'm going to go with Will Harris. Um, I like. I, I love the pick. I think that was a, a need that we need to address as well. We'll go over Quinn, um, possibly retiring, or um. But I think this was a, this was a good need for us. Um, he's a very long safety that could that could cover. We had problems with that. Um, with the taller tight ends, um, catching over our shorter safeties. So. This this was a good this was a good value good pick. I actually have this as a B plus. Okay, I want to say like, one more thing. Basically, think of him as a big Quandre Diggs. He'll lay the hammer on you. This guy can hit. Watching him hit, yeah, it's a joy to watch on film. Like his hits pop up. Like whoa, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In the fourth round, the one hundred seventeenth overall draft pick, the Detroit Lions select edge rusher Austin Bryant. Malcolm, I know you're a fan of this pick. What do you think of this one? 
now we in my territory, man. Ed, uh, getting after the quarterback. That, that this this was to me is a sleeper pick because this guy can he he, he can straight out ball. He's six four. He weighs two seventy one. Um, he didn't participate in the combine due to injury, but everything on tape shows that this guy he, he's very consistent. And when I say that in, in the last two years, you know he he averaged eight and a half sacks. He has a high motor. I, I love the pick. To be honest, I actually gave this pick an A plus. Okay. 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 See, I, right. I, I I like Austin Bryan a lot. I, I I do really do. Uh, his numbers the last two seasons were very productive. Had thirty and a half tackles for loss in his last two seasons. That's that's you know great. Seventeen sacks in, in the last two years as well. So, you know the production you'll be getting out of Austin Bryant. He's one of those taller uh, edge rushers that you know I, I like him. You know. We were talking about, you know, some of the first-round guys like Brian Burns, Josh Allen. I'm not comparing him to those guys, but I'm saying is that you're getting similar. I think Patricia can make something out of this kid, really. I really do. And in the fourth round, that's tremendous value out of him. I'm going to give this an A. All right. So this is what I have. I have he played uh, 15 games through injury. I just want to say his stats. This is like through an injury. This is crazy. He had 45 tackles, 15 tackles for a loss. And eight and a half sacks. That's crazy. Like just playing through an injury, if you think about that. Yeah. So he's a tough dude. He played he played through a like a banged up shoulder, which is that's that's impressive. His career stats, hundred thirty tackles, thirty-seven tackles for a loss, twenty-one sacks. He had one pick, two forced fumbles, and uh three pass uh breakups at the line of scrimmage. One thing I noticed about him, he's very versatile. We know Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, they like the word versatile. He could play three tech, five tech, uh, and Jack linebacker. I think personally, they announced his name linebacker Jack. I mean, linebacker Austin Bryant. I think he'll lose a little weight and he'll play the Eli Harold role. Backup Devon Kennard probably can slide in. There's an injury, so yeah, I gave I love this pick. I gave it an A minus, and I also have in my notes that if he wasn't injured, I believe Daniel Jeremiah's at that. He would have been a second round pick. So yeah, yeah. A minus for me. And then also getting a guy that came from a big university. I, I really factored that in, in my grading is guys that were productive at, you know, good schools like Clemson. So right. I, I also factor that. He's in a winner, well. too. You know, he's a winner. Yep. Well, yeah. on team. All right. Exactly. Uh, with the fifth round pick and with the 146 pick overall, the Detroit Lions select cornerback Amani Arue from Penn State. So, Pierre, I know you're really high on this guy. What do you think of Amani? All right, so before we start this off, I wanted this guy in the second round. We passed on him. I wanted him in the third round. We passed on him. I wanted him in the fourth round. We passed him. And Fed's like, Bob Quinn, bro, you got to take him. Take him. And I was like, shit, he's watching him skip and take some of it. He took it. I was going crazy. Like, Malcolm knows. I blew up Malcolm's phone. I was like, yo, we got Amani, bro. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, <laughs> all right, all that aside, he's my number one ranked cornerback. Getting him in the fifth round, I think it's great value. Um, he's 6'2", 205, ran a, ran a 447. Um, he has a 30-snap vertical. His career stats are 106 tackles, one tackles for a loss, eight picks. He had a touchdown, <clears throat> 20 pass breakups, and one forced fumble. Um, physical. 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 Look, physical more athleticism corner. to the secondary, more size and athleticism. We talked about mm-hmm. Will Harris. This guy adds more. What 447 speed for that size? That's really, really good. Highway robbery. <laughs> Thank you. Yup. <laughs> and um, he only allow, allowed 49 point. This is like this year's stats. He only allowed 49.3% of his targets to be completed. He allowed a pass rating of 66.6. I have this. 
Amani can start and compete right away. He could like compete with Melvin and Mike Ford. Um, Batiste. Yeah. I don't, okay. <laughs> he played a lot of man in college, and we know Patricia likes to play a lot of single high cover one. So I gave this grade an A plus 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 plus. I don't know if that's possible, but I gave like an A plus plus plus. Damn. That's pretty high. So, uh, <laughs> what do you think about Amani Orue? Um, after, uh, to go through with Amani Orue, I was hyped, and I was like, you know, this guy could definitely be that corner that could make an impact this year, right? And for somebody in the future, and it's somebody that I've been talking about that we would need. You know, he had perfect size, perfect. I mean, <clears throat> well, well, than more than enough height, and and his size is is. It's something definitely that Patricia would want on as far as a corner. Now, right. what this is what concerned me. I hmm. went, I, I had to dig because I was like, why did he fall to round five? Right. So I did some digging, and from what I saw and what I was reading, it matched up. He didn't have the best senior bowl, which killed his stock. Um, they were saying that he has trouble with double moves. When I was watching it, he kind of did. Um, it just it's just small stuff that call be fixed. You know, they said that he actually had a high rate of missed tackles last year. He had nine, and if you want to compare it to somebody else like Greedy Williams, he had four. So that's what I saw. So I kind of understood why he why he dropped to five, but. There's a lot of raw talent there as far as his height, speed. There's stuff that you can't teach that he has. So right. I think it's somebody definitely that could potentially be a starter. Do I think he's going to be an instant starter like you do? Unfortunately, no. I, I didn't say he, instant. I said he'll compete like he could he, be. I mean, I think everybody. Everybody in the roster is going to play. I think he'll play for sure. He'll be active on game days. He'll play. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I don't think they're going to trust him being on a practice squad or being inactive. He has a lot of raw talent that definitely they're going to be able to fit, correct everything, and he's going to be a stud. I think, and, and, and that's why I gave him an A. I think this was a hell of a pick. Yeah, I love this pick. I agree. I think he, like I said, physical cornerback, fits the scheme perfectly, in my opinion. And, you know, yeah, he has some little flaws that he could fix. You know, round five is great value for him, though, because I still think regardless of what the flaws he had, I still think that's at least a, a round three pick. And be able to get him in round five, is highway robbery, like I said. Yeah, there's a lot, like I said, a lot of raw talent he has there. Yeah. So definitely, so, but, but the potential is definitely up there. So uh, you know, being able to get him in round five, like I said, I think he, like he, could, he could compete right away. I don't really see him winning the the job, you know, day one. But like I, I told Peter this actually, I could see him maybe potentially taking over midseason. Right. You know, Melvin's not playing too well, and you know they see this guy's playing well in the practice or whatever. I could potentially see that. <clears throat> Regardless. Great value, uh, and he's going to serve as a great depth piece this year. You know, he's going to sit behind some. I mean, he might not even say, but you know, being behind some veteran cornerbacks like Darius Slay, you know, Rashawn Melvin with experience, Justin Coleman. I, I like this guy's potential a lot. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. With the 184th pick in the sixth round, the Detroit Lions select Travis Fulgham, wide receiver out of Old Domain. So, Pierre, I know. Uh, you know, there's not really much on this kid. I didn't really know much about him before. What could you tell me about him? Um, he's 6'2", 215. At, at the combine, he ran a 4'5", but at his pro day, he ran a 4'4", 9". So he improved, his, um, he improved his speed. 
His career stats are 128 receptions, 2,044 yards, 16 average. He averaged 16 yards a catch. And I have here 18 TDs. Okay, so in college and at Old Dominion, he was a vertical threat. I think in the NFL, he'll be more of a possession receiver. Um, he's a developmental project. He's not ready at all. He has trouble separating. Um, that's why he obviously fell to the sixth. Um, he provides great depth behind Marvin, Kenny, and Danny. We, but like with this kid, like if he starts like week fifteen or week four due to an injury, it won't be like an Andy Jones situation or like I don't know who else was. I don't even know the receivers we had out there, Bruce Ellington or whatnot. Like you won't sign a guy up the street. I think this guy can start a couple games for you. Um, I gave this grade a B. I like it. Provides good depth, so I give it a B. So I agree, a uh, very raw pick, you know, round six, that's basically what you're going for. You're going for more potentials, not really more needs at that point. So with round six, I do like it. I think he serves as a quality depth piece behind, like you said, Galladay and Marvin Jones. So um, I- I'm excited to see what he could do, you know, be- behind those guys. You know, if one of those guys, if, you know, were to go down, hopefully not. But uh, if it were to happen, I-, I think I could trust this guy. Um, he-, he had a very, you know, good career at Old Dominion, so uh, I'm excited to see what he could do in Daryl Bubble's system. I would probably grade this a B-. minus. Okay, Malcolm. Okay. Um, I, I look at him, and when I watch his tape, the way he attacks the ball kind of reminds me of Marvin Jones. The way he's able to just attack the ball at the highest point and, and win those one-on-one battles. Now, by all means, I'm not saying he's going to... Similar size and similar speed. Yeah, similar size and similar speed. By all means, I'm not saying he's going to come into the league and no. be Marvin Jones. Okay? I'm just saying that um, from, from the tape that I saw and the way he attacks the ball reminds me of Marvin Jones. Um, like Pierre was saying, he does have a lot of trouble, crazy separation. So, I mean, when I'm looking at him, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it, does he have a role... On the team, is he going to be? Is he backup? Is he going to play, play special teams? I want to see how he does in camp, to be honest. And as far as a grade on this one, I think there's a lot of upside with them. So I actually gave it this one a B. Okay, all right. I think honestly, his production in his senior year is the reason why he got drafted. Because I was looking at his numbers before, not stats don't say everything, but you know, looking at his production, how much it it went up from his senior year. Just his senior year itself had a thousand eighty three yards. Yeah. Nine touchdowns and 63 receptions. So I think just that senior year in itself really was the reason why he got drafted. So um, that's something to factor in as well. But, yeah, I think I agree with you guys. You know, some things, there's flaws, but, you know, it's a six-round pick. So you can't really flaw too much. For it's but, expected. It's expected. Yeah, exactly. Right. With two picks later, Detroit Lions select running back Ty Johnson out of Maryland. So, Malcolm, what do you think of Ty Johnson? I love it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I've been preaching speed since day one. I've been saying we need a somebody that's fast, some somebody that could take a screen, slant something, and just take it sixty yards and take it to the house. You know, make a big play. Make Garrett it easy Blunt for Stafford. For some, somebody could make it easy for Stafford. <laughs> and the care Blunt didn't serve that role for you. Hell no. No hell no. That's Captain <laughs> Negative. Captain Negative Yards. Everything he touched went backwards. <laughs> um, but no, Ty Johnson, um, he he ran a four three five at his pro day. And to 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 make it even put the icing on the cake, he has a lot of power. He's not just he's not just fast with no power. He has right. 
He's a kid with a lot of strength. I mean, his bench press, he hit it tw- almost 30 times, 27 times. Wow. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, so he, he's coming in with speed and power. I think I think this is a beautiful pick. I think this is a guy because you're looking at CJ Anderson's contract. Yeah, look at him. He, you understand he's not here for a long run. You know, he's here to have a productive year, and he's going to try to make his money elsewhere, try to be a starter somewhere. Ty Johnson could be that guy for carry on. He could be that 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 lightning. You know that we can have that thunder and lightning with right. these two in the future. I like it. I just can't wait to see him on the field. So it's a grade for him. I give it a A. Wow, an A for okay. Ty Johnson. Yeah. So uh, my input on Ty Johnson, I'm looking at this as more of a younger version of Theo Rick, basically kind of a guy that just makes plays when he gets the ball, and you know that's that's kind of what we need, honestly, because Theo's not really doing that what we need him to do. I could see him being a little more receiving route, kind of give him the wheel route, let him run, let that boy run, get all those yards, burner. So, uh, you know, I like Ty Johnson a lot. I'd probably give this pick a B if I had to give it a grade. But um, I'm looking at this more, like I said, like a replacement for Theo Riddick, kind of. All right. I have here, um, so he's actually really, really fast. He's five, five foot ten, a little undersized, 210 pounds. At his pro day, the highest he was clocked at well, the lowest, I don't know, whatever. The fastest he was clocked at was 4.26. And I believe the lowest was 4.35. His career stats at Maryland, this is actually pretty impressive. He had uh, 348 carries for 2,635 yards. He averaged 7 yards per carry. Jesus Christ. He had seven, 17 touchdowns. And um, catching the ball, he had uh, 24 receptions, 318 yards. And two TDs. So he, he's a solid receiver, but they didn't really throw him the ball that much. I can now, see us throwing the ball to him. Now, I have this in my notes. The Lions finally add a burner, what Malcolm was saying. I've been saying this, too. We need speed on that offense. Like, they used Agnew, bro. We finally, like, got a player that could do this. So uh, I have – I think he'll be – he'll start with third down back. I think he's going to push Theo Riddick out the door. But he does need to work on his pass protection. Um, that's his pass protection is not the best. No. So the Lions don't really trust their backs if they're not good at pass protection. Um, and I have here, um, he could be the running back two next year. He could develop into the RB two behind, um, carry on Johnson, like not this season, next season. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. So I gave this grade an A minus. Yeah, me and Malcolm pretty much said the same thing. Pierre, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that one game? Did you watch Michigan and Maryland this year? I think I know what you're talking about, Tyler. Yeah, but they didn't want to kick the ball to him. He's so fast. Oh, I want to say one more thing also. I didn't mention this. Um, I think he'll be our starting kick returner. I think him and Tommy Lee Lewis will battle for that, and I think he'll win. So I think he'll have a Yeah, I think he'll have ooh, a role on so, so, so Ooh, so what happens with Jamal Agnew? Jamal Agnew's our punt returner. He's never been our kick returner. Oh, okay, gotcha, has, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just remember watching Michigan Maryland this year. Michigan did not want to punt that ball to him. They 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 kept kicking it out of bounds. I wouldn't want to punt it to that guy either. You don't want to, man. He's got speed. <laughs> but it's uh, gonna be fun, man. Yeah, I, I like it. And like like Pierre said, I I think he's gonna be that Theo Riddick replacement. I think uh, you know it's speculation, but I think Theo's time is about time. Um, if he doesn't be out like Theo Riddick, it's gonna be Zenner or it's gonna be Zenner because I think we'll they that. like this kid. No, if honestly, if you look at the money the Lions gave Zenner. It shows what they think of him. I'm just saying. All right. With the seventh round pick, the Detroit Lions like tight end Isaac Nada from the University of Georgia.
So, Pierre, what do you think of Isaac Nada? All right. So, I said this a while ago. I love Nada before the combine. I thought his tape was sweet. Guy can catch. Guy can block. And this comic is like, fuck, he's going to go undrafted. I love this guy. Uh, so he's 6'3", 244 pounds. He ran a 49140, but on tape, I promise you, he looks a lot faster than that. He does not look like he runs a 491. I guess it's just like sometimes, like when you play football, like as a player, he has like better speed on tape. I don't know what it is. He has a 28 ver- 28 inch vertical, but like I swear, when he jumps up for the ball, it looks like it's more than that. Excuse me. His career stats are Georgia at Georgia are uh, 68 receptions, 905 yards, 13.3 average, eight touchdowns. Now I have this. Like his combine wasn't good. Um, I think he can beat out Roberts for the tight end three spot and Logan Thomas. Ooh. Now let me say why because Ooh. he can block. He can block. He can block and he can catch. He could get open too. Like he's good at getting open. I think he's more of an inline tight end. He's not really, like, he can line out, but I think he's more inline. And, yeah, I mean, I, I see consistency with him. If he had a good combine, this kid would have been a second or third round pick just off his tape. Like, yeah. no bullshit. I agree. I agree. I, mean, I agree 100% with that. I honestly probably would have preferred a different tight end at this position with the seventh. I know it's a seventh round pick, so I'm not going to, like, you know, fault the Lions for drafting this guy. But Caleb Wilson was there, and I've been talking about Caleb Wilson for a little bit now. I kind of wanted a more athletic tight end at this, you know, if we were going to get one at this point. Because I think we already kind of got our guys that could, you know, a little bit. Tyler, different. I have a surprise for you about an athletic tight end. Let's wait on that. I have a little surprise for you. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. All right. <laughs> surprise for you but, uh, you know, at that spot, I probably would have preferred a guy like Caleb Wilson because I've, you know, watched a little bit on him. I like him. But uh, I think he would have been a little better compliment to me personally with uh, – Jesse James and TJ Hawkinson. But, I mean, I'm not going to fault it. It was a seventh-round pick. He was a good player. I liked him before the combo, and I still didn't mind him after the combo. I just didn't, you know. Right. His stock fell a lot after that. So, uh, if I had to give it a grade, I'm, I'm just going to give it a C plus. I give it an A. That's my grade. I don't know. You give him an A? Yeah, I think he's tight in three. That's why, this, is why, this is why Pierre's a nice guy. <laughs> um... I like him. I'm not gonna say nothing bad about him. He's a, he's a, you know, he, he had a great college career. Um, I think it's great value in the seventh round. You pick him up, solid blocker. He actually, even though with his, you know, almost five flat forty time, um, he creates good separation. Uh huh. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I like him, and and I can I agree with you. I think he has a chance to um win that starting three, um, position as far as the tight end. Now the only thing that kind of bothered me. Is that I would have honestly went with Tyree Tyree Jackson on and, and with, with round seven. I, as far as talent wise, I think there's a bigger upside with with Tyree Jackson, and that would have definitely been that he would have been that 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 backup quarterback that we were looking for if we'd have picked him. But we didn't go quarterback, which is which is fine. Um, as far as a grade on, on on this one, I will have to get this one a C plus. Okay. Um, Malcolm, I want to say one thing regarding the quarterback. They did like the most work they've done on a quarterback was on Tyree Jackson. Yeah. Um, I guess they just didn't like him. I was surprised. I thought they drafted him like round five or round six. They didn't take him. So it's clear that he went undrafted. I mean, the kid has talent. 
Yeah, um, it's clear that they probably think a little high. They like probably Connor Cook and Tom Savage a little more than what we think. And obviously Stafford now is obviously their guy. They didn't really draft anyone to challenge him. Well, yeah, I mean, there wasn't going to draft well, there was like round seven to, like to challenge Stafford, like, you know? Oh, we're going to challenge Stafford. Now, one thing I want to say, though, Dave Gettleman, if he moves on from Kyle Loletta, or like if he try to put some on the trade block, I try to trade for him. I like Kyle Loletta when he came up. I know he has some character issues, so I don't know if they'd go for him, but I do like Kyle Loletta. Oh, okay. All Just right. like, I don't with, know. Like, with the last pick for the Detroit Lions, the Lions select defensive tackle P.J. Johnson from Arizona State. Oh, no, from Arizona, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this guy is like Snacks. He's 6'4". He's not Snacks, but like he's built kind of like Snacks. He's 6'4", 334. I don't really have his combine stats. Malcolm, do you have him? Um, yeah, well, I have that he ran a, a five, a five, um, pretty much a five flat. It was like a 5.07, um, 40. Okay. Um, the, the bench, he did it 20 times, and that's actually all I have. I have okay. his height, you know, he's 6'4", you know, 323. Right, I have um, I have three thirty four. I don't know, maybe we'll, one we'll, of his pro day and one of his combine. We'll we'll go three thirty four. We'll make him sound heavier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, he played one year at Arizona. He was a JUCO transfer. He transferred from a junior college. His stats: he had thirty one tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, uh, one pass defense, one first fumble. I think he'll compete with John John Atkins. Um. I think he has a solid chance to make the roster as a rotation defense tackle, or honestly, he can make the roster because they didn't re-sign RJF, Ricky Jean Francois. You off the team? What you mean, coach? And they have that need for another defensive tackle, so maybe Snacks, Ashawn, um, John Atkins, and this guy, well, PJ, can make the team. His potential is Snacks Harrison. Now, I'm not saying he's Snacks Harrison. I'm just saying his potential, like his feeling. Upside. Yeah, his upside is Snacks Harrison. You see it on tape. He gets double teamed a lot, but you, you see it on tape. He's not the most um he doesn't do it consistent, but you see flashes of it, which is why they took him in the seventh. I gave I gave this grade a B. I'm gonna hop on the Snacks Harrison hype trend that he's very similar to him. And you know, I'm excited if he's gonna be on this team, he's gonna learn from Snacks Harrison as well. So right. I think that's gonna that's gonna be huge. Huge for his development, whether whether it be with the Lions or whether it be with the different team if they decide to let him go. Um, but like you said, his highest upside is a Snacks Harrison, and uh, for this kid, for his sake, I'm glad he's getting the mentorship from a guy like Snacks and Ashawn. So I'm gonna also give this a B. <clears throat> I, I like to pick in the seventh round. I mean, like I said, this when you're this late in the draft, you're usually going for more of guys that you're just high on, not really more positions of need. So I like to pick. I'm gonna give it stick with my B. Okay. Yeah, and and the, what I want to say is that you can actually tell from these last, I would say from round three and down that they pretty much just followed their board, that they just mm-hmm. went for you know the guys who were left on their board like the right. highest grade, and they got another good value in this one. Um, like he, like you guys said, he does have some Snack Harrison type qualities in in his game, like you see it. When when you watch tape, he kind of reminds you of a Snack Harrison, um, but he's definitely not a Snack Harrison. Definitely gonna need a lot of work. Right. I hope he does make the roster because the chance of us, you know, the seventh round chances is not that high to make the roster. But 
I like his chances. I think we actually need another nose tackle in the scene. But let me ask you guys, like, who do you see anybody being like practice squad players or any guys that might not make the roster? Or do you from think this, this whole from this draft? Or do you think this whole draft class is just in? Like, no, I mean, some of them, like Isaac Nada, obviously, he's going to have competition, you know? Yeah, um, I, was gonna say, I don't see Nada. PJ Johnson's going to have competition. Ty Johnson, Zenner, uh, Riddick. Uh, Anderson, but I think Ty would make it because of his speed. Travis Fulgham could have competition. So there's going to be competition, but like I think these guys have a good shot just because of the way our roster is. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for all of them. I hope they all make it, to be honest. Right. I, I like the guys they took. See, with this draft class, I'm pretty confident that all of them make the team besides one guy, and that's Isaac Nada. The only reason why I'm not really big on Isaac Nada is because he's very similar to Jesse James and uh, TJ Hawkinson to me, and me personally, I'd probably prefer if they were to carry three tight ends, I'd probably prefer a guy like Logan Thomas or even potentially Michael Roberts over Nada, but um, you know, would I be shocked if Nada made the team? No, not at all, because you know, they could potentially carry four tight ends like they did last year to start off the season. They brought Valis to start off the roster. Right. So, um, you know, i probably prefer a Logan Thomas over right now over a Nada, but, I mean, that's we'll see what happens. Everyone else, I'm pretty confident in at least that they'll make the 53, man. Right. Yeah, I was just about to say that that they might bring four. They might bring four tight ends. Yeah. And <laughs> to start yeah, into I week one. Four tight ends. Yeah, they normally yeah. carry four. I mean, honestly, before last year, I mean, I don't remember. I, I mean, this is a whole different, you know, offense now. But I, I, before last year, I usually just remember them carrying three. But, uh. I know last year to start off the season they did have you know Roberts, Vallis, uh, Wilson, and I'm uh, blinking, blinking. Uh, Levine Toilolo. <laughs> Welcome. So I didn't hear PJ Johnson. Great. What do you think of him? Oh, um, so well, PJ Johnson, I'm giving him a a solid B on this one. I think okay. it's great value. I think he does um, provide depth in the depth chart with uh, that no cycle position. I don't think we have too many no cycles, so. He could he could be that guy just in case something happens to snacks in the season. Who knows? Yeah, but snacks right. don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, snacks don't get hurt. Snacks don't get hurt. <laughs> I mean, but, it's football. Uh, there's injuries, oh, so it's I good to have that. You know right. what happens. What's your overall grade, Tyler? Oh, my overall grade. Okay. Um, if I had to give this draft an overall grade, I'm going to go with a very solid B. And okay. uh, the reason why I'm going to go with the B I think they did a really good job filling a lot of positions of need, you know, especially with TJ Hawkinson. The right. Jelani Tavif still kind of scratches my head a little bit, but, you know, we explained that. But other than that, very satisfied draft. Uh, you know, I'm, go- I'm sticking with my B. <laughs> okay. Malcolm? Uh, my overall grade on this one is a B-. minus. Okay. And, um... A lot of don't the picks I really hurt the the grade that I, the overall grade was you know the round two, and the thing is like I said I get it why they did it I just don't I think we miss out a lot of talent, and then um the seventh round pick with um Isaac the tight end I mean it's still good picks I think it's a really good draft I think they hit on a lot of people I think we're gonna have a lot of sleepers a lot of guys you don't expect is gonna have a good, really good year it's gonna like that whole draft late is gonna have a pretty good year. Pierre, what do you got? I have a B plus. Okay. Um, I explained every pick. I just have a B plus. 
So, so, so I want to hear you guys' uh, thoughts. What was your guys' grade after day two? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like think of it like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because my because grade was like not, my grade was not a B after day two. I'll say that. When I was like younger, I used to say, "Oh shit!" Like, but then you realize like you want to go back and watch him again. So I went back. I watched tape on all these guys. Um, and I was like, "All right, like I get what they're trying to do." You know, they added a lot of size. Like everyone's over six, six, six feet except the running back, which is fine with me. So they added a lot of size and athleticism to the team. So I like what they did, to be honest. And my one more question for you guys: Do you like this draft? I know we haven't seen him on the field yet, but from just looking from your standpoint, last year from this year, what draft class would you prefer, last year's or this year's? You see, it's different because like. There's like take out, take out from what you saw on the field. Take out from what you saw on the field. Honestly, I don't know. It's different. You can't like, you can't, you can't say that. I don't know. It's just different. I can't answer that question. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to evaluate because we didn't. They haven't played one game. They haven't practiced. Yeah, that's. A I mean, I, I, I don't know. All right, one more topic for you guys on drafting, guys. Uh, so what, Peter? What was your favorite undrafted signing? All right, so it's actually a tight end, but like this tight end, another tight end. His name is Donald <laughs> Parhan. He's out of Stetson. I never even heard of this school, <laughs> but like I asked some people on Twitter, like we got this guy. I was like, what the hell? Who is he? Like, tell me about him. He's like, all right, he's six eight and four six speed. I was like, whoa! But he's like, you can't block for shit. I was like, that's fine. I don't care. We already have blockers in Hawk, Jesse Roberts, Nada, Logan Thomas. Also, is not the best blocker. Like, all right. And I was like, all right, let me go do some research, you know? So I go, I watch some tapes, like, holy shit, this dude can fly, this kid can jump, this kid looks really good. And here are his stats. Um, this year, he had 85 receptions. It was like about uh, 1131 yards. Uh, he had 15.5 average at catch, so he's pretty athletic. He had 13 touchdowns. Uh, his career, he had 180 receptions. 2,591 yards, 14.4 average, and 20 touchdowns. Now, um, he could move for his size. When you're 6'8 and you run a 4'6, that's impressive to me, okay? He's a red zone threat. I wouldn't be surprised if he made the team as a tight end four or they stashed him on the practice squad. I think this kid has a future with the Lions. Okay. Malcolm, who's your guy? Um, My guy is a guy that before the combine, had a pretty good chance of being drafted pretty, pretty, pretty high. Probably maybe mid round, maybe uh, second, third, maybe fourth. Um, I'm going with Trey Lamar. Well, I'm from Clemson, and he had a pretty, a pretty bad. Pretty. I mean, he almost ran a four, a five flat. It was a, it was a four nine five. It was a forty time, um, but. What I see and why Patricia went after him immediately was his size. He is, he's the typical Patricia linebacker that they look for. He's 6'3". She weighs 250. Mm. You know, he's one of them big, long linebackers. He's really good at stopping the run, um, really good instincts. And as far as for, you know, undrafted guy, I think he has, out of, the, out of the, that, that bunch, he has a very high upside of making the roster. I, I like that. So, where do you, where do you, do you see him making the fifty three man uh, out of the gate right now? With your like, with your opinion right now in April, you talking about me? Yeah, 
I think he has a chance. I mean, who knows? I mean, depending how many linebackers you're looking to keep, how he does in camp, you know, it all it all depends. You know, like I said, he right. Go in my bag, go. No, no, I was gonna say like it all depends on especially how they if they try to use him and try to move him all around. It, it, it all depends, but it's, it's mainly his production. If he could produce and you know training camp, you know preseason, you know definitely I think he has a roster spot because he like he. His forty time killed him, but everything else is really good coming this guy. And you know, he came from a big school too, so we'll see. All right. And my guy I got for you guys today is I'm gonna go with the offensive guard that the line signed Sunday morning, Bo Ben from Wisconsin. And you know, Bo and draft day, this was day three, by the way. So it's round five. I'm like, okay. Uh, Arue is still there, so I'm like, I want Ben Shawl or I want Arue at this point. They go Arue. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 okay with that. I like Arue. Sixth round. I'm like, all right, come on, we gotta get Bo now. No, they skip on him. All right, two picks later. Come on, Bo, Bo, Bo. They skip on him again. Seventh round, he's still there. I'm like, all right, you guys can't skip on this kid again. They skip on him. Seventh round, one more time. We got one more pick. God damn, they did it again. <laughs> they, t- they skipped on Bo again, and I'm like, I'm like, come on now. They haven't addressed the guard situation in this draft. That's why my grade on the draft, overall draft, was a B. I probably would have been a B plus if they got Bo in the draft, honestly. But be able to get this guy as an undrafted kid is a steal. And honestly... What? Tyler, how many offers did he have again? Like, how 20. many offers? Over okay, 20 all right. offers. All right. Over 20 offers. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I really... I really I'm a strong believer this kid could compete right away for the starting right guard spot. Do I think he'll win it? We'll see. I, I just think he'll compete right away. And I think this guy is a roster spot. I think we, he has a roster spot in the 53. I really like this kid a lot. And, um, you know, for Bo, I could see why he decided to choose the Lions. You know, people making jokes about, oh, why did you choose the Lions when they had 20-plus offers? I mean, because he knows that he has a spot. He, he has, he, you know, he has a true spot of competition of winning that right guard position. So, I think this is an absolute steal. I wanted this guy from the fifth round, and being able to get him undrafted, it's, it's a major steal to me. I love it. Right. Props to Bob Quinn. Tip to the cap to Bob Quinn for making that happen. Uh, I'm thrilled with Bo. I can't wait to see what he can do in camp. You know, he has his flaws. That's why he went undrafted. But, right. you know, other than that, I'm thrilled with the signing of Bo. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm excited. <laughs> I want to say something. Preseason is going to be fun to watch. Fun like competition. We have, yeah, we have, like, some guys that are like, all right, like, I want to see you. Like, you know, like, Ty Johnson is going to be fun to watch in the preseason. Travis, Fulgham, Connor Cook, or Tom Sa- Like, we have actually, like, some good Trey competition. The right guard Trey is going to be fun. Ode Abushi, oh. mm-hmm. Kenny Wiggins, Tyrell Crosby. Crosby. Second. Yeah, Crosby, Cho and Bo Benchabo, your boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually wanted him in the fifth, sixth round. I tweeted Bo or Tyree. Yeah, <laughs> like so, whatever. But being able to get Bo on draft, that I text a peer in the morning. I'm like, we got Bo. He's like, you mean Bo Allen? I'm like, no, 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 we got Bo Benchabo. He's like, no way. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, very exciting. So uh, I can't wait to see what he'll do. All right, guys. So we want to answer some of you guys' questions if we didn't answer them yet. We have a few questions we want to get into. Malcolm, what's your question from a fan? Mail time. Some kind in the mail today. These nuts. 
Gotti! Gotti! Alright, so um, we have a question from Brian Weinhart0981. His question is, what does the Harris pick mean for Tracy Walker? Now, to be completely honest, and I'm going to be as real as possible, it means nothing. Um, Tracy Walker is still going to be, I think he's still going to be the starter unless Will Harris comes out in camp and just balls out. And it's, you know, he's forced into that starting role. But his role that he's coming into right now, it looks like he's going to have that that third safety role. So what they're going to do is that you, you notice the Lions do play a lot of three safeties. Um, so you may see him on the field. It's going to be similar to how you see Tracy Walker last year. So you're not going to, you're going to see, you're going to see him on the field. You might not see him too much, but he, he, they're going to ease his way in and try to get him in that way. But I don't think it's going to impact Tracy Walker in any way. I think he's going to be the starter on the other side of, um, Keandre, Keandre Diggs. Fair okay. enough. I agree with that. I agree 100%. Okay, this is who will be an instant starter from Connor Woodcock. What kind of shit is that? Um, TJ Hogginson, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another one? Okay, that's, that's obvious. Um, Jelani Tavai, with how high they took him and the size they need, I think they'll move Davis outside, and I think Jelani is the starting Mike. And a guy who could um, start, I think will have a role, but who could also potentially start is Amani Arue. Okay. Um, I, I think if I had to add someone, I could see uh, kind of like what when Eli Harrell started right away uh, was uh, Austin Bryant, maybe just to confuse defenses, you know, to start off the season, kind of. Um, I could see him in some certain game plans starting. But, uh, oh, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, that's yeah, possible. But, I think uh, Austin will be uh, active on game day. So, yeah, I oh, agree. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm just saying, like, you know, some, some games, some weeks that how Eli Harrell was more of a factor where they game planned more, like the Lions game planned more around him, and defense was were kind of confused, kind of like the New England game. Right. I see that kind of, I could see that kind of happening with Austin Bryant a few games. Yeah, I agree. And and then the last question we got is from Moody Salah. Uh, the question he asked was, "Who is the best value and the worst value picks?" And in my opinion, I'm going to go with the best value was Amani Arue in the fifth round. We explained our reasons why we think Amani Arue was a good pick in the fifth. Day two talent and being right. being able to get him in round five was great, and I think the obvious worst value was Jelani Tavai in round two, uh, just because like we mentioned some of the names uh, we we did pass up on, but you know it is what it is. If I had to, if I had to give those, that would be my guys. All right, yeah. All right. I agree. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode twenty three of the pride podcast i hope you guys enjoyed i mean this was uh it was a, it was a fun ride you know four months covering the draft uh, i hope you guys enjoyed all our analysis on it you know from january to this point so i'm tyler also known as lions nation i'm pierre also known as detroit lions fan page i am malcolm i'm with the detroit lions video page all right, all right guys. Lions fans, have a good one peace out have a good one peace It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 